Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to an episode of The Wrong Theater here on the 610 Podcast Network. This is your host, Stephen O'Malley, joined alongside by Aiden LaCorey and Billy Bruno back again for our WandaVision recap show. And after the, the last episode, episode four, we, you know, we, we left the bubble and, you know, things started to get a little interesting. And to say that things got interesting in this episode there is an understatement i mean there this is a pandora's box episode and what drives me crazy is that we have to wait till next friday to continue it that it's driving me nuts but we have so much to dissect that i don't want to give anything uh out of context away and i think we'll just jump right into to your guys instant reactions that was a fantastic episode it really wasn't what i was expecting again uh, i thought we were going to get more they just fully in the bubble sitcom reality that was not the case which i'm here for yeah i think we're going you know full pedal to the metal from basically from episode four to the end of the season i really do i am highly looking forward to next week's episode and every episode after that i mean completely agree uh this was my personal favorite episode yet uh, I personally was a huge fan of the hybrid, like w- with this um, jumping in between the bubble and outside the bubble, some electric scenes, electric unveils. Um, I say we kind of do what we did last week and go scene by scene, but I've been hyping up this little clip. I, there's a 12 second clip that this purpose per- perfectly describes my feelings towards specifically Kevin Feige and the MCU as a whole. I'll play it now. This motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. And that's all. I don't know if you guys were even able to hear that. In no. The, in the heat of it battle. It came across loud and clear. That's you know pretty accurate. They don't miss. They, they, they don't, they miss. don't miss. I mean, the, the, the only slight miss is Thor The Dark World. But other than that, every single project in the MCU canon ha- has been spectacular. I would from, from argue, a continuity standpoint. I would argue the Incredible Hulk was probably a miss. But besides uh, they, that... They have, they have a couple of misses, but for the purpose of the clip. Yeah, they have a couple of ones that aren't great. The two particularly pilots, early even, on. Even, but even the Incredible Hulk has a great performance from Tim Roth as Abomination. Like, he was Thor, the, Thor the Dark World, and he's coming back, which Thor we did talk about. Thor the Dark World is the worst. Somebody. Thor the Dark World is at least had like, Loki. At least it had Loki. So like, they're, even when they, they miss, you know, there, there's, there's, there's some silver linings. Yeah. elements. Certainly silver linings. There's a couple of scenes in Thor the Dark World that are, that are good Thor loki scenes but you know other than that uh, let's put that aside um we'll jump in um and i like what i like with the the episodes is i know they did on the mandalorian but this one just feels a little bit more tv like the recaps like i like the recap and then we jump in like they like the show literally recaps the you know let's say three or four scenes that are very relevant to this episode like I know the Mandalorian did a few callbacks before the episode would start and then they would bring it up later. But I, I, this one feels more of a, you know, like previously on, but like, it's more, it flows more with WandaVision. I like the, the scenes they pick and then, you know, we, we discuss them through the scenes that they pick in, in the new episode, but um, we, we want to start by just running through. The, the beginning of the episode that's the best idea i think i feel like with these really good episodes that's the best way so we don't forget anything 
you know. So my, if my memory uh, doesn't fail me, we start in uh, the sword headquarters outside the bubble, correct? Or do we start started with the eighties? With the eighties, I, I I see that this is where I, I, I sometimes we need get to confused, bring it up. I think I do have I have it up, but it's starting. It doesn't. I have start I have com- the- I have comic book movies like full recap up, like where they go like scene by scene as well. Like their so, article, so they start in the eighties, and we oh, and we meet, and the then twins, okay, and okay, then Agnes I'm comes back. in, and there's that weird like yeah, okay. So apologies uh, for my memory, but so we start in their house. Uh, the twins are crying. Uh, there's the the pacifier dilemma. The babies won't sleep. Agnes, unannounced, kind of just comes in, you know. But sometimes that happens in '80s sitcoms, like the nosy neighbor pops in, kind of Kimmy Gibbler style uh, from Full House. But you know, this is where we clearly, when we lock eyes with Vision and the camera locks eyes with Vision, we can sense, we can see. We can feel the discomfort he has towards Agnes, the situation as a whole, and sort of the the divide in you know uh, knowledge. So Wanda Vision is thinking Wanda is in total control. Um, he's very confused. He feels out of place. This Agnes lady is there. She wants to touch his kids. He's very against that. Um, she puts them. You know they think that she puts them to sleep, but really. Um, they rapidly age and then um, kind of that's where the that's where the episode kind of gets kicked off but you know we we're seeing the weird take it from the top scene right so that's where the the, the discomfort yeah. from the whole scene that's part of it too is you know should I should I take it from the top making it seem that you know Agnes is not like the others with the spell um, from Wanda she she obviously, is a free thinking individual. We've been thinking that for a while. I think it's confirmed now. Yeah, but I been, agree. it's very interesting that I think for all that this show has been all over the place, one thing that in our previous show we were spot on on, spot on, on yeah. I, on I, with, we, spot, we on, spot with. on with was that each successive episode while in the bubble, the, the, frame of reality would crack around her and there would be more and more gaping holes and more and more people um, finding out or that sense of discomfort is only going to grow. And I think you really see that with vision specifically in this show and this episode obviously was the breaking point, which we'll get later on to, but even in that scene, he's still very concerned with the whole situation. Um, he's starting to recognize that people conveniently come whenever they're, he's about to crack something Um Wanda's just completely oblivious or she doesn't want to admit what's happening. Um, Agnes, I think there's other notices of people. I even mentioned her last week, but Agnes clearly... I'm Agnes's role is still very interesting, but yeah, I was just... We talked about it even back in the first two episodes. That sense of discomfort that you feel, that was evident in this specific opening scene again. That just like, oh, something is just so off here. I was not expecting to get that like early in the episode like that. I was a little surprised, um, but I, does, I do think it confirms what we've been saying, how you know, we think she has a big role to play because we talked about for, in episode four when they didn't find an, an actress that was playing Agnes, they didn't say anything about her. Um, and like I've noticed her, or, like, I recognize her from other things and you don't get an actress like that who's uh, recognizable and who's kind of done some other high profile work just for 
a small minor role. So we figured that she had a big, big role to play. Um, but definitely that like run it back scene, she's in on it in some way. And I, I mean, she's got to be um, Agatha Harkness, right? So like whether she's Agatha Harkness or not, it's evident that though Wanda is in, and I'm going, I'm going back with my numbers from last week. I'm going with Wanda is in 55% control with 45% uh, being outside forces. And I think these outside forces are working both outside the bubble and inside the bubble. So I think there's a lot uh, a lot of ulterior motives being created by some sort of negative uh, evil force. I want to think it's Mephisto and I want to think it's Agatha Harkness. I'm starting to think, and I've been thinking towards, you know, in terms of other Marvel movies, this, that feels too obvious to be the case. Although I, you know, I get it like us nerds, we break it down and it makes, you know, comic book sense. And it makes a lot of sense with the hints we've been given, but I, I'm struggling to, to fully jump on board with the idea that it is Mephisto. It felt easy at the beginning, but now that I feel that we're literally, we're halfway through because, you know, there's a rumored 10th episode, whether it's nine or 10, we're still at least somewhere halfway through these episodes. I feel Mephisto at this point is just, it's obvious, but it's, you know, it makes sense. But I, I don't know if it's Agatha Harkness and Mephisto. I, I'm not a hundred percent set on that right now, but I think that Wanda is in some sort of control with uh, some sort of uh, half, half of the other influences coming from just an evil force, but I, I'm not ready to fully commit to Agatha Harkness and Mephisto. Yeah. I mean, she's clearly, as Billy mentioned, we're, I think I'm going to agree with you, Billy, that she is Agatha Harkness. But even if not, there's clearly some important role there. It's just, there's still part of me that wonders, though, her exact role. Because even though I'm leaning towards her being some form of villain or influence, obviously we mentioned that scene of the trailer where she looked like, I remember there was, I think it was from the Halloween scene where she's crying when she's dressed as the witch. But even in this scene, it seems like somebody is, she doesn't seem like she has control of the situation either. And that was the first time this episode where it was like, like she seemed like the she concerned. Like, do I need to take it from the top? Like, right. Very, so she was, was she was odd. afraid of of either Wanda or someone else for messing something up. Like, so, so there was it's it's evident that she is not potentially the full driving force behind you know Wanda's situation or the evil force, but it's clear that she's a in on it. But B, obviously, she is not in control because there is a sense of fear still with her for messing up. Like, she's like, should I take it from the top? Should I take it from the top? Like, you want me to take it back from the top? And then Wanda's like, stop ruining my reality. Like, Agnes also had a couple of interesting lines throughout the episode. In this scene, it was, kids, you can't control them no matter how hard you try. She just had a couple of very... And then we'll get later on with her azalea bushes. But there's just a couple of, like she was hinting at more kind of makes Steve, I think you brought up the point in past weeks, specifically vision, but there's sometimes part of me wonders if these people are under Wanda's control, there's been little instances of Wanda's conscience and trying to do the right thing, like embedded in these other people that she could possibly be controlling. Right. And then the next thing we get in this scene is the rapidly aging Billy and Tommy who yeah. are I mean, that's sign steel delivered. They're wicking in speed yeah, big, uh, from the big comics. Big weekend for Billy's. Big weekend for Billy's. Billy football, big dub over Jose Canseco, Billy Maximoff, I guess. 
I think it'll be, yeah, Billy Maximoff because Vision doesn't have a surname. Um, what I liked about that, just like a little nod, is they were their outfits were both nods to their costumes. They were both wearing the same colors as their comic book counterparts. I also found it interesting. I mean, we'll get to it later. Just that, like, you know, we see them when they're five. They're acting all cute, but like they're clearly in control of their power. Like they understand already what and they're I, they're real. I think for they're for a fact they they are really human beings because you know we'll get to it but jimmy woo's like who did she take as the kids and darcy's like "Uh uh-uh and monica's like "Uh uh-uh like they're real and there's an interesting point to be made how they're real is for example look at when by the way remember how you said agent franklin died steve the beekeeper dude i i was my prediction that he was kaput yeah someone i saw it was just like a classic um like i was scrolling through instagram and Agent Franklin was actually the same actor plays the ice cream guy in like one of the, I believe, episode three, like teaser trailers, like the int- promo intro. Oh, so he's like, he might be in there. He's in uh, there. He's not the mailman, is he? No, he's not so. the mailman. The mailman is a no name actor, but he has been. And I, I, I say that that sounds mean, but like he's not a he's not a big star actor, but I think he will be something a sort of a Trojan horse for a, a character reveal, if that makes sense. Um, like sort of like the, the, the Colin Farrell into Johnny Depp Grindelwald thing where it's like a, you know, you put the, you end the spell and the mailman was just a, a, a guardian or a, or a henchman. That's my prediction. We'll get into his, his role later. Cause he's later, way later in the episode, but. Let me finish my point though, was so yeah. when agent Franklin Sorry. went into the bubble and his, the, like the little rope that was holding became the jump rope when um monica got thrown out of the of the bubble her clothes stayed the same and obviously just warps it i think but my point is i don't think and this i saw like the kids aren't a clearly i don't think a just like figment of her imagination like i think once she creates something of sorts i think it like lasts because like her warping of reality when it's gone outside the bubble it's remained the same the jump rope stayed a jump rope monica's clothes didn't change back so i i think that like when the kids go out of the bubble like that will stay as that and we'll get into like that's just my one theory i I don't think like the kids are going to go away i think they're for more than just like plot reasons i think there's clear like development young avengers all that i think from just uh, looking at it within that world it makes sense that they would remain uh like humans like they are actual living breathing human beings. she created them and they will last outside the bubble i yes. think is your point like that and i think that but i think you know just to further your point like or just solidify your point is like when she makes something in the bubble it can last outside the bubble yes. because she made it it's the same thing we'll get to the clothes later but if she manifests it in the bubble it can make it on the outside mm-hmm the the thing is we'll, we'll get to it you know when we get to it but there's something that i don't think will make it outside the bubble but let's move on to, to the next scene so they go through the the theme song it was very very 80s um you had the the running through the the public park you had the picnic you had the hair you had all the townspeople just running around in big goofy clothes there wasn't anything i saw in the in the um the theme song scene that was like, oh, that's the Grim Reaper or that's Mephisto or that's, you know, Professor X or that's Doctor Strange. Like that was just a clear cut 80s montage thing that they just introduced Billy and Tommy, like confirming 
their existence uh, to the like the outside world. So like everyone saw what we saw in a sense. So like Billy and Tommy really are in the show. Wanda's not hiding them from the projection. They're they're real. That's the only big takeaway for me from from that scene. Which it was a two minute um, run that that theme yeah. song, and then which was the, pretty long. The big thing, and I want to ask you, Steve, was the next big thing is so, and we'll get into. So Monica like goes through scans. Right. That odd moment where like scene. nothing's showing up on her scans. But then the big thing is now we have this essentially this briefing. And director Hayward, and he has a bigger role. Are you still buying after this episode? That no, is I, I was going to admit how wrong I was. This guy is an asshole. He is important. And I, it's killing me who he is because, so I, I wanted to admit, I, I admit when I'm wrong, but I wanted to admit that I was way off the mark, like not even close after this briefing, I'm sitting there. I'm like, God, Damn it, he's so important. See, I, I was so the, I was so upset because stuff, you can't like it's not like a sports take. You you're wrong, yes, but it's not a bad thing. It's just because you know you don't know. But I was watching that, and my first thought was because I was like, I don't know, like he could very well just be like a typical soup. I'm like, this guy has a clearly he is role. he is so I was like he is so important it is annoying me. And I was like, I couldn't I couldn't unthink it when he was on the screen. I'm like, why are you important, Director Hayward? What is what is your role? Yeah. It's almost like he's, they're purposely trying. I mean, and they are doing this, but they are. Yeah, it's like a forced. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's like kind of a jerk and yeah. all that. Like, how would someone like that like kind of get to the position where he is? If it's clear that he just really isn't the best person for the job. There's a there's a lot of theories, and it goes back to our acting director debate we had. But honestly, his character is my only real knock when watching it because Billy, I I just don't think. The, the job he's doing and the way like correlate, I guess the way my connection is, he feels like someone who would fit on like agents of shield and Steve, you know what I'm talking about? Like, that oh my God. Acting. Yeah. Oh. And here feels a little out of place. Cause it doesn't feel like this big MCU actor, but I think that is as Billy kind of mentioned, like there's, I think there's an intentional reason behind it. And before I get your thoughts real quick, just to summarize what happened is he's giving this briefing on Wanda's background and Jimmy's over here, like trying to correct him, but he's basically like, she's an extremist. He's just so focused. She is a terrorist. That he, is essentially he, his thing. He is not looking at anything else that she does. He thinks she's having a, a breakdown and he's treating her as a terrorist. He is so anti. He's a, he's a, he's the, he's a Walmart version of Thaddeus Ross. He's so by the book. He's a very, you know, anti superhero because maybe there's a little jealousy. He's not as, you know, in cahoots with the, the powered uh, individuals as Monica obviously will be, um, you know, she knows Captain Marvel and all that stuff, which I don't know. If, I don't know if that's clear. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, assume that she has just thrown that out there. She's like, Oh, I'm, I'm like this with Captain Marvel. Um, but he is your, he's your stereotypical big, bad played by nobody. Who's going to be somebody come the season finale. Like he he's gonna do something. Like I when he fired the rocket, I was like, I don't like that. I'm not I'm not uh, you know you you're officially on the on the bad list even after though, firing the rocket. Which honestly, we'll get though, to. I mean that's not gonna work. I mean you should know that she's gonna be able to stop. He doesn't. He here's the thing. He doesn't get it. He, that's that's the same thing with Ross. Like they don't get it. Like you can't control superheroes in the MCU, and that's a clear issue that the government has in throughout the MCU. Like they, these are guys who are so they're, they're military guys through and through. They rise up through the academy, they work their way work their way to the top, and then you've got Captain America who was made from a bottle. Like they don't understand it, they don't get it. 
Yeah, they, he, it goes right over their head. You mentioned Thaddeus Ross, but unlike in Winter Soldier, where it was just kind of like well done, this feels like forced Alexander Pierce vibes. Like he's just going to turn out to be a bad mm-hmm. guy. I don't, I don't see Pierce in him. It's, I, I do. It's just like there, there's definitely something odd there, and it could also just be a, a purposeful like reflection of our times, how people take the like. I mean, I feel like you see it with some of the protests that like gone over the summer and people build them as terrorists and extremist groups when that's just not the case. And I feel like you could very well kind of see that here is he's choosing to look at in this briefing, this one very specific point of her life and failing to recognize the last like years. And then, and then Jimmy corrects him and he like clearly is just no nonsense. He doesn't want to hear anything else. He's so focused on his vision. And the, the big reveal from that though is Shows the footage, Wanda, I think he said nine days, so nine days after Endgame, breaks into S.W.O.R.D.'s lab, steals Vision's dead body, which as much as we didn't want to, as we said on Alasha, didn't want it to happen, it seems as though she's like animating his dead corpse. But the two biggest questions for me is, one, what is S.W.O.R.D. doing with Vision's body? I feel like that, that was like a low-key question I didn't see enough address, is they were doing something. They weren't having storage, I get and it, it was being it was being touched it yeah, was being worked on yeah and then i'm probably i mean they mentioned ai so i'm sure they were trying to do stuff there but second is like i not really a question but i know we're going to see wanda breaking in in the future and maybe the the real reason who was controlling her if it was her own doing all that so that was an interesting scene and those snippets were interesting i mean i i know steve talked about this in a previous episode but i mean it is creepy that it's the real vision's body it's sick it's, it's not just a made-up, you know, illusion in a way. It really is him. So it's a dead body that's it's, pieced back together. It's gross. Like, it's it's dark. It's yeah. sick. It's it's someone animating a dead body. I don't care if it's Marvel or Stephen King. Like, that's it's not, that's no good. That, like, that's a no good – she's in a no good place. I don't, I don't know. We'll get into it whether she was put up to it or she started it herself. Like – she is she is definitely on the seesaw of good and bad uh, you know she's leaning she's leaning bad if she's animating vision's dead body like that's that's not good that's so the, what we saw in the fourth episode that's really how he looks like it's not just a flashback or her right. thinking about it it's he really that's her breaking concentration and forgetting to mask it and then boom that's what you see it also to me for some reason it didn't click even after we kind of learned the timeline of events where Essentially for Wanda, it's been nine days since Vision died when she stole his body. Because for some reason in my head, I'm like, why did it take her so long to like, what? Like, I know she was dealing with- No, 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 no. It's been five years. But she, but in her mind, she was snapped, right? So she got, she got snapped. Yeah, Yeah, whoops. Yeah, so it's been my bad. So I was in the same mindset as you. My bad. It's like, it's in like five years. I'm like, I I guess, but that's what I meant. So for some reason that finally clicked with me watching this, in her mind, Vision's death is still so fresh in her head because then she instantly got snapped away and she just returned. She fucking took uh, on Thanos. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I'm not – I feel better because I thought I was being an idiot. Billy, I don't know if you, like, recognize it instantly, but for some reason it took a while for me to, like, like put that together. That it's This is why it's still so fresh in her head and why it's probably hitting her so drastically. No, I think I realized it was that quick of a turnaround. It's just – I think Sword is studying his body and trying to figure out, you know, who's doing tests on it. They're they're trying to 
break down the materials and figuring out how to weaponize it. Mm-hmm. They, they are not, they are not doing, you know, this isn't a lab experiment. I mean, that this is, is, that this is, is studying it. I, I, they're testing. I know, I know, but I'm saying like, th- this isn't, this is going beyond studying. This is, they're trying to weaponize this into suits. Oh, I believe. Probably. Yeah. So like, th- like, I, no, I'm saying your connotation is like, oh, they're just taking a look at it. That's, that's how it kind of like, they are, they are up to no good with uh, one of the strongest forms of, I guess, material in the MCU. Like, I mean, wouldn't you do the same thing? No, 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 I wouldn't. Um, because of what, who Vision has worked with uh, in the past. I think that it's best to keep something like him uh, down. And if, if Wanda is actually able to resurrect him, um, then that's not good because maybe outside bubble vision is not good vision, um, which is what we'll get into. But um, oh, sword, sword is... Real quick, going back, because I just remember, I'm sorry for cutting you off, was just very brief, I want to hear your guys' thoughts, was in the opening like scene with Agnes, Wanda also used her powers in front of Agnes, right? That just alludes to that she knows Agnes is yeah. in on it again. Or, but, like, or she just doesn't care anymore, which I thought was like she, she said. used that she used the red magic, which is if if you see the if you see the red on her hands, that means that she's she's doing bad things. But like that's that. also Vision caught on in it, and he's like, "Why do you do that?" So that just keep made Vision's wheels keep spinning, and just that leads to what happens later. In the yeah, it's just an interesting scene to me because it just kind of shows that she is not concerned about necessarily upholding the image as much as just keeping everyone in this town if that makes sense also um not related to that but i know you mentioned earlier how um they were talking about how wanda could beat thanos and there was a mention of captain marvel and how you said monica's tight with captain marvel i kind of caught some like little content in a way when captain marvel was brought up there was a she like pushed past that question didn't want to address it was there a falling out? That's what I kind of thought they were going for. Like it seemed as though there was some sort of falling out between the two, or they uh, didn't want to like. She just she as you as you allude to, she just did not want to discuss Captain Marvel. But looking just briefly ahead of it, I did like how Jimmy Woo and Darcy were kind of hyping up Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch as like both of them could just like destroy Thanos, which was kind of proven, which I, I I did enjoy. I like that little like almost sports commentary of the final battle. I'm pretty sure that's the first time we've heard her be called Captain Marvel, is it not? Like, out loud? Yeah. The like, first time she was actually called Captain Marvel. She wasn't called Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel, and she certainly wasn't called Captain Marvel in Endgame. She was called Carol. Probably. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I also think... Are you sure they didn't call her Captain Marvel at all in Endgame? Yeah. Let's look it up. I also, I was saying, I, I, I'm convinced, and I just wrote it too, is that Dark Oh, Queen no, was- it was in Far From Home when he said, when Spider-Man was like, Captain Marvel, and then Fury was like, off-world. So this is the second time. I, I was saying, I speaking of nicknames, how when Hayward was like, does one have any known nicknames? And they were, he was like, no. And he was like, none? He's like, none. Darcy is 100% going to give her the Scarlet Witch nickname, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be fitting. I feel like the Scarlet Witch name's coming. Uh, it's... I don't know. And that's the other thing that I've been seeing, just Billy talking about that far from home scene is a lot of people are theorizing this is where Dr. Strange was and why he was unavailable when, when Peter Parker was like, what about Dr. Strange? Why can't he handle this? And, but uh, the time frames aren't the same. 
They could very well line up because we, we don't know how long this extends. So that's the thing because this is only what three weeks after Endgame, right? Yeah, right. Who knows? And then far from home, that's eight months. So this would really have to prolong. I mean, if they can connect it, I mean, it would make sense, but this would really have to go on for a while. Yeah, Although, I don't know. I'm just saying it's that's been a popular theory. Also, I've been seeing on Twitter, and I totally agree with this. I think we need a Jimmy Woo show. X Files. Yeah. X Files. Jimmy Woo. Oh, of course it's we open do. The door. The love for him has opened the door for something like that. I mean, and it's completely warranted. I mean, he's a he's a great character, and Randall Park is very deserving of getting his own show. He's also a terrific lead television actor. It's been proven. So like, he he can he can, it's not like you know we're fishing here with movie actors like and we're like oh try and hold your own like he he certainly if we're talking about it from a realistic perspective he can totally totally hold his own as a lead man um should we, think, should we move on yeah the i next? think the show would be good though just uh, my last song that i think that would be a very interesting oh uh, no doubt and everyone would like love the it. fringe and elements of like the mcu like the smaller things and i hope the higher ups are kind of listening to the fans and reading what's going on that they want it and like they'll put it in production that's what i always respect about the mcu it's not, obviously not always but like even james gunn is and now james gunn's a different type of director than most but he said some of his ideas for Guardians of the Galaxy literally just came off like Reddit message boards, like Reddit discussion boards. So I think MCU does listen to their fans. And uh, I mean, for the most part, they've delivered some stuff that we wanted. Um, so we're not surprised. Me. Steve, you said moving on. I just yeah, so we, we, we actually get one of Aiden's favorite things is we get the expanded frame or we get the narrowed frame into the expanded frame back into the bubble. And we're in the, uh, we're in the kitchen. Billy and Tommy are messing around. In the sink, Wanda comes in, disturbs them. They have a dog in the sink. Um, I don't know what significance the dog will hold uh, until it's, we get. It's, it's a nod to the comics. Uh, there's a Sparky in the... it, It's a stretch. No, but like there was a. It, it... Like the name is a nod, but I don't think the, the dog. I don't itself. think the dog's going to do anything, but it's like a reference to. Yeah. Like Sparky the dog had something with vision where like he died and got reanimated, which is what we're kind of dealing with here i think i'm gonna jump did i jump ahead then i mean jump back when when did wanda use her powers was that the opening scene or was that this scene you jumped ahead oh i thought that was when the kids were still five she she had she had we're 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 talking about them in the kitchen right now with the collar she yeah oh i guess i thought that was earlier that's why i was like oh we forgot i guess we did no um okay so we're we're in the kitchen use her powers right um billy and tommy uh want the dog they're crying they're five vision comes in and they have awkward side conversation without the boys agnes again uh barges through uh she just plops herself right on the counter she has a doghouse in her hand which was definitely the you know she knew they had a dog like like she brought in she walked in with a doghouse um which was definitely definitely strange um and then you know, Wanda and Vision are talking about responsibility and age, and they turn and look, and Billy and Tommy age to ten. Uh, I think we'll just we'll stop there. And I mean, then, not much. I think kind of the similar scene to the opening scene. Um, it's just a matter of Wanda showing that she's starting to lose control and that she just can't control everything. Um, the aging of the kids is that them or is that just like wanda's fractured so um 
Billy is speed, correct? I think Tommy. No, Tommy's speed. Tommy's speed. That's looking. Uh, Tom. Tommy can. He can rapidly grow, and he can then uh, transfer his power to his twin brother. So that that is them. Tommy is, is speed. I saw that in one of the episodes when there was the butterflies. That wasn't Wanda's doing. That was the twins doing. That was the twins doing. Born. Right. I think they're totally in control. Of their they are. They, they realize Wiccan, Wiccan, which is Billy, has the same powers as his mom. So it would make more than enough sense. They they can do it themselves. So that is not Wanda uh, uh, making because Wanda and Vision. You know, on a united front, even though Wanda's a little bit controlling her vision, they're like, no, 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 no. And they do it anyway. And they, they double their age. Um, I don't think they will continue to double their age. Um, basically, my opinion is marketing reasons. They will wait until they can cast um, either well-known actors or their actors of choice to play them in future uh, appearances. So I think their their aging will not not stop but it will decelerate it will be slower they will take it a little bit you know obviously not normal but you know it'll be maybe a couple months at a time you know half a year at most because i think just for for marketing purposes and casting purposes they're gonna decelerate that growth a little bit but uh lots of interesting agnes dialogue again i mean she just chimes in when she feels necessary she you know she talks about the dog not aging or other things around them not aging like the boys do. Um, and then, you know, we, we jump back out after that. Yeah. Um, and we go back to the bubble. This is where Monica kind of gets idea to um, look for her old clothes, her Darcy, Jimmy. Well, I, so we skipped one thing. And I think this is the most important scene of the entire um, series to date. Monica says, facing the whiteboard, I think I'd know an aerospace engineer who'd be up oh, for this yeah. challenge. She looks down at her phone and she texts someone. My prediction. Underrated it, cliffhanger. This is not only is this a cliffhanger, this is the Pandora's box that I mentioned at the beginning. I think this is the introduction of a very at the you know, at the, the, the this point in time, very minor, but in the future a very important character. I believe this is Reed Richards. Oh, it's not who I was thinking. Never mind. Who are you thinking, William? I didn't know if Hank McCoy was possibly that person. So Hank McCoy is not, he's not aerospace engineer. He's not though. aerospace, but, but obviously he could be. But he could have, like he's yeah. No, I agree, Billy. He obviously. Although, all right, now tell me if this makes this could this could align if it is Reed Richards and he shows up. John Krasinski just hosted SNL. And was that John for Krasinski's no already in Wandavision? What? Yeah. John Kragniski's already in WandaVision, dude. What do you, what do you, he's Jimmy Woo. He's Jimmy Woo. Oh. You guys are confusing the hell out of me. No, he's Jimmy Woo. Okay, okay. No, Jim Halpert. Not John Krasinski. Um, no, but so I don't think it's Krasinski if the character that they're mentioning right here, I think it's a younger version. Um, but here's the thing. I think once you are uh, tossed from the bubble, you have power. So if they have an aerospace engineer by the name of Reed Richards and his team, they send him, they send them in and they get shot out. They now have powers because I know for a fact that uh, Monica Rambeau has powers from being exited from the bubble. Yeah. I mean, I mean there was that whole weird, there was a couple of things like 
cliffhangers of sorts that I feel like the end scene kind of like made me forget about. I completely not forgot, but like going into this, I was not like just I clearly jumped over it. The aerospace engineer was big because I'm watching like ooh, and then there's the I mentioned at the start, but like Monica's head, like the scans being that is clearly intentional. Something's up there that none of her scans are showing up, like her brain and just everything's out of whack. So, um, yeah, so the aerospace just, engineer is big. We That's just huge. talked about though how Marvel listens to their fans, and I don't think there's been a more consensual pick for casting than Krasinski. I mean, if John Krasinski shows up at any point in time in this series, that would be your Luke Skywalker. Did you see the whole thing on Twitter where someone's like, I'm just saying John Krasinski shaved. Well, there you go. Richards is a, he shaved. And someone was like, bro, maybe he just wanted to shave. And see, Marvel fans but- were jumping on him like, that would be the level cameo. That would totally, that would be much better. I would qualify as Luke Skywalker. I would agree. My thing is though, like the aerospace engineer could be that cameo. I didn't pick up on that. It could be. It, I mean, I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. I don't really know anything about him. But that I didn't know he was an aerospace. They're 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 scientists. They could they they've been manipulated into different elements of science throughout all of their appearances in the comics. They they can. Sometimes they're biologists, sometimes they're, you know, aerospace engineers, sometimes they're, you know, chemical weapons testers, and then they go into a test and then boom, they all, none of them come out the same. But I think the it aerospace engineer. Because didn't Monica say that she, like, she clearly did missions in space before? Right. So that was my next point is this is I believe this is our big cameo because they hinted at it in the previous episode that they stopped the human trials of the, uh, the arrow, the basically the space division of sword and the exploration unit of sword. And I think that the, the, um, the, the aerospace uh, engineer is, is our, is our guy. Yo, that, I can't believe the, again, I mentioned it. The ending just kind of threw me off that because I remember that scene kind of like made my eyes be like, ooh. Well, they also talk about how, I mean, they also do, as you said, Aiden, you know, there's their sports casting review of, of the final battle. You know, they talk about how Thanos wouldn't have stand at a chance against, uh, that's they do it again. They talk about it in private. Um, you know, Thanos didn't have a chance uh, against someone powered by an Infinity Stone, and they mentioned Captain Marvel was powered by an Infinity Stone, and then they cut to, you know, the board again, and you can see on the board again who we're missing. Um, we're missing Agnes, and we're missing um, Dot Dotty Dolly Dotty Dotty Dotty, who we didn't we didn't see it in in this episode. I have an interesting. I'm reading now a bunch of articles on the aerospace engine. I have an interesting point though to make. In like the Spanish translation for the episode, either you put the subtitles on or like the Spanish like overlay, it, they're referred to as the engineer part is referred to as ingeniería, which means that it is could mean, but it's is referring to a woman. Oh, I, I, granted, I feel like we've heard about stuff at all time and ever, but it's just now, a very interesting. In, point. in the Spanish language, there are sometimes. Uh, pronouns and nouns used with a feminine or male connotation that are that are binary. Oh, they're, I'm not like not going gendered. on it. But that's an interesting point. But I don't. I wouldn't know for a fact which one. Could you know, be, if this would be, be that case. Could be Sue Storm. It could be Sue Storm. Could be. They're also theorizing this article is Abigail Brand, which Billy, I don't think you're familiar with, but she is in the comics like 
uh, the director's sword at one point and she she grows in more of the modern um comics she takes the lead so, i don't know yeah that that's making me think now but that kind of that was obviously steve as you said that is one of the biggest moments from the show that, that for me is that's our that whoever that is is our big cameo and then yeah because they cleared they they they, they looked they, at the phone she 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 texted somebody that was so or she, or, or she or she sent some sort of signal like let's it say let's the say the, the 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 being is already powered I mean, shit. It could be Jean Jean Grey. She could be working at a, you know. Yeah, you could, uh, really, you could uh, really cast it as anyone. At anyone, point. but I'm saying that for me, that's my prediction. I predicted a couple of stupid things so far, but that for me is that's who that's who are are missing. Not missing. Oh, I shouldn't say missing person because we're still we're not sure who that is. But that's our answer to who the Skywalker level cameo is for me right now. I didn't think about this until right now, but. What we saw at the end of the episode, that's not that's not gonna be a cameo because he's gonna be in the next he's gonna be in the next episode. Right. So well, I wouldn't consider that a right. cameo. Yeah, but it, my only it, thing is it wasn't thing, a cameo, it was more of a surprise. Yeah, I don't know right, if I'm exactly. like Which, as a surprise. episode, but you never know. Like I feel like actors can like misphrase what they mean. Like I don't I don't I'm, know. I think I, if I you're saying think, no, if I'm talking about something that just happened, it's gonna be like a cameo. And as a surprise, this is a very good surprise like I, I, hold on. I, we should probably wait until the very end oh we'll wait but but the that was the difference though i think and steve this is our last one the aerospace thing is worth like for example let's say in this episode like the brain scan that was just kind of very throwaway but like wait a minute that's a little odd like it was just like no let's move on like your scans aren't showing up weird that was like a very intentional lingering shot on the phone lingering like emphasis right. so on it, that so it, it's clearly exactly yeah. lingering emphasis in marvel comes back yeah like 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 a perfect example of a lingering emphasis that even though it's minor is the card trick the jimmy Woo card trick that is lingering emphasis he asks about scott lang about the card trick they cut to him in his office practicing the card trick he does the card trick like that's the that's an example of lingering emphasis in mcu obviously it was for comedic effect but there are many other instances in which things come back yeah. um and that but that one was even more so than i think some like these they're the, the phone like the, the shot of just her texting on the phone is like whoa um just later in that scene though that is where monica gets the idea let me go look at my clothes realizes that they're made of kevlar kevlar kevlar, kevlar. So essentially that it shows that wanda is not changing reality or she, she is just warping the reality around. yeah so what you go in with you come out with it's just in terms of what what decade we're in so monica goes in she's got the the white plaid shirt and the blue kevlar vest she goes in she now has a blue and white dress it comes out the kevlar was meshed into the dress material boom 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 it's bulletproof so what material you go in with you come out with so a perfect example is you go in with a full full denim outfit you're coming out in a probably a denim mangled outfit based on the decade so it's just she alters the material no matter what it is and that's Cano- where they get the idea to send an 80s drone in so wanda doesn't manipulate it and, it and it works and that's where we get the scene i say from so far this show i, I would say the scene and that i mean that's when steve was was just dead wrong about our friend director director hayward um oh no we missed the scene sorry Norm. Oh, we did miss Norm. Yeah. I don't, first, my, my, uh, I have the recap up. I have a direct recap. 
the norm scene was a bit my direct recap is the episode wild. i'm i have the disney plus right now right next Lovely. to me um so talk about for, i think both they were we hinted at like about it. it's like a very concurrent like a concurrent episode like what's happening outside the bubble is concurrently happening inside the bubble so actually what they send in first before the drone is an email they send it to vision yeah. darcy sends it to vision she says you know this is the maximoff uh anomaly um higher levels of, of radiation present at the perimeter um effect on westview residents unknown uh all the people behind them are reading it laughing at it like an office joke obviously that's part of the sick humor involved in the show it was like a chant it's yeah it's like it's a it's a a mind control laugh vision obviously has some sort of power puts his fingers on norm's forehead yellow there's a yellow warp i think that's obviously very intentional um norm snaps out of it and he is i forget the guy's name that they said last episode but he says his real name his real situation um he is in all shock pain terror um he's like he's being it's an excruciating level of pain being controlled um vision finds out obviously what he his his conscience was telling him that you know he believes it's wanda's in control that's all he and we know at this point in time and then he zaps norm back out of it or back into it in a sense all yeah. of a sudden, Vision can do the Vulcan mind meld. I mean, he was always able with the Mind Stone to to be able to. It is weird though. He just like, doesn't have it now. If it's a reanimated dead body, it just still is kind of the question is like, how does he still have his powers? Like to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a little interesting. Um, right. So but, that yeah. makes me think that the whoever is else is involved or whatever force else is involved the power they have combined with Wanda's power is able to animate vision to a sense when he is in the bubble, he is, I would say as close to equal amount of power he was when he was fully alive with the stone. What's kind of depressing though is, and Monica touched on it when she was giving her summary is like the people like subconsciously or like deep down inside know they're being controlled and they just like are being suppressed like they they're can't. screaming for help they can't get out yeah and if it was a really well acted scene that the character known as norm like he immediately tries to search for some trying to like call his sister and he's just he's freaking out and uh so that was kind of it was depressing because they're not just like fine on their own but very uh very depressing scene when you hear that with the two and but well acted and 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 that's when vision like officially knows right and then we get to the aforementioned scene they send in the retro drone um monica is speaking to wanda wanda can't hear it or she can hear it but she's the only one who can hear it because maybe she's blaring it out with the it was almost like a helicopter noise something that just wouldn't a drone wouldn't be as loud as that in, in essence um but you know wanda it cuts to wanda in the view of the, the the drone camera wanda does the head tilt and that's it for the drone um the, the footage is cut after they fire the missile but once wanda does the head tilt i mean you you're not you're not in good a good place if she tilts I, her head you're fucked i mean i did it, not think and i'm gonna jump in so obviously we see that it like cuts they try and shoot the rocket it cuts to like black what happened seen a wanda emerging from the bubble that did blew not my mind. see that coming this episode because that's that was i think specifically teasing like the mid-season like summary trailer but 
that was an electric scene her coming out was just sick and she's wearing her costume which was interesting like um, she she took vision's body in that costume and she's just been in but she didn't if you go look at the video she's wearing like street clothes Oh, okay. Well, she's wearing her jacket. I'm pretty sure. I thought she was wearing her jacket. I'm pretty sure she's not. Here, let's go look. I thought she was. It was the same. Um, I thought she was wearing her 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 Scarlet Witch garb from from I don't the think she was. Uh, episodes. But I mean, to YouTube again. I mean, she could just change. Like, no, I, it doesn't like, matter. I just snap. I mean, like it that she was wearing the costume. I was not expecting to see. Another breach of the bubble. I, mean, I, I wasn't expecting. Episodes. I wasn't expecting her to walk out until maybe the eighth or ninth or tenth episode. I thought she was just gonna like toss the drone out. Yeah. Uh, I thought. Yeah, I thought she would like mangle the drone on the inside. It would be like a basically, and then it would like drop to like a ball. Could you have yeah. seen that? Like it just drops like a like a south uh, some sort of bouncy ball. But when she walked out, that was like okay. You know, obviously she's in a little bit more control than I thought. But when she her, – her first instinct was these people are threatening my home. They're threatening my safety. Let me warp their minds and point all the guns on the good people, technically the good people, like in terms of, uh, I guess, the situation. Like she's evil. And just like She's defending her home, but she's evil. Yeah, and just for clarification, she was wearing – you guys were right. She was wearing her – I was wrong. She was wearing her jacket when she um, – stole vision's body i guess she I mean, didn't pack a change of clothes it was it was very interesting though like she's just clear that she's lo- like lost it in a she way she has tunnel vision she's like family safety family safety you're also, threatening it boom for some people the biggest thing is and me too is obviously i love the like the reason that she's been using the american accent talk by black widow to disguise herself but the scovian accent like completely not completely but back in that scene she's talking i, I was expecting it I, honestly, I I was. accent, which was interesting. That mean well, that... I, I didn't pick up on that. Really? I wasn't really paying attention to it. I mean, I mean, she was I talking, and it it was very like thick Sokovian accent. I didn't yeah. think about it at all. It was very thick. Um, yeah, the scene. I thought I thought director Hayward was going to get shot. I really thought he was. I, was, I was going to be very confused. That would have led to Steve's original theory. Yeah, because I was oh, thinking that as yeah. well. I would have been yeah. right. I thought but it was I'm... gonna happen because I'm like, they don't seem like they're unafraid to go darker. But and then she just went back in, and also the big thing is, for me at least, with the red like that went around the bubble, it almost looked like it's like getting reinforced. Is the way I like I've seen it described. That makes me think. So and I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna bring it up too. Like, so she she can get in and out with her, and she can get things in and out, and herself in and out with the red. But the remaining bubble makes me think technology. It makes me think someone helping her is, yeah, is not point, is but... not mythical. Like it's 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 a that that, that makes me think that the, the big bad is not uh, a, a magical underworld being, and that Wanda is using her spells to you know mind warp the people. But the what's keeping her in and help keeping them in is this technologically built structure, which makes me think the big bad is on the tech side of evil and not the the magic side of evil. I mean, that's an interesting point. And I guess that's, is that Wanda reinforcing and shows that maybe she was not the original bubble. 
she just put the reinforcements around it because you would think that there might be that red energy if the original bubble was hers but who knows it just further divides my brain into like i do i think it's mephisto or do i think that there's some sort of you know new new tech conglomerate villain who could be uh, one of many people um you know backing her in a sense that they're, they're you know she's on that person's side because they're helping you know structure her reality that scene truly was elite though like that was i think the best scene so far it, it had everything i mean it was like like boom you're looking for this from an age of ultron but in a sixth sense like is this yours and then she threatens to kill the director of sword who you know whether it's a you know in, in reality sense like obviously it's not sam l jackson but and director of shield but it's the director of sword like he the, he's a very acting director same thing he's very he's very important to the real world to the, to just, the to the real world people the the, the what we would be on in the mcu he's a it'd be a very important person it goes back to our original discussion i just don't think he's gonna be the director when this is all said and done because i just don't think he's a good enough actor and his character is too much of like of a dick to like actually have an important role in future movies i mean he could be and my my thought is you know we'll, i'll get it to with the mailman but i could definitely see a, a fantastic beast scenario where you know they're just hiding in that body yeah all right what's the next the bad one? the next scene for me i even said it out loud how this scene made me so uncomfortable it was the commercial the lagos paper towels yes i had to explain this to william it was disgusting this scene was, i knew there was a reference that I just wasn't remembering or getting, and I was like, "All right, like I just." I mean, when you when you hear it, you didn't mean to make that for me. Like, was like a gut wrenching, gross. It just shows Wanda's like, grief, like all the grief that she's been storing and holding uh, her body is just coming out in those like commercials in a way, like all the trauma. That's that, the way the trauma that was, of her yeah, life is being. That displayed. was such an unsettling. Uh, when they revealed it, I was I literally let out an audible like, "Ugh." Like that is just because it was. I mean, it makes people think she's a terrorist, but it was a it was a tragic accident in which hundreds of people were blown up out of you know nowhere. Like that was just like a that was a gut wrenching reminder of what started civil war. Like that was that was bad. That was a bad cutaway. Like not it was obviously good. It was well placed, but like that did not bring about happy memories. Like the Hydra ones. They're like, ah, oh, haha, hydro soap, like, haha, hydro watch. Like, this was for messes you didn't mean to. Yeah, that was, I did not appreciate that. Yes. The next scene is the mailman scene. So they're walking through this is when the neighborhood, looking for the dog. Very can, interesting, though, that in a, a reality that Wanda controls, and there was even that, who said it, where there was some line, I forget who said it, it was like, Agnes said, "Like your mom always fixes these things, or like they." No, no. The mailman says, "Your mom won't let him get too far." Yeah, but like she can't control the dog, which is very interesting. Um, so the mailman, he says things, and it's just like, "Who the hell are you?" The mailman definitely had. Pardon me, really does think he's kind of a nobody overlooking it, but there was again kind of we talk about the lingering emphasis on the aerospace. I to a subtle degree, I kind of felt there was an interesting like focus on this mailman and like he seems kind of like agnes in a way to have this 
Like, I kind of know a little more is going on here. He talks too much to be nobody. I don't know. I feel like that's just a blatant, like, you didn't need to have that in there. No. I mean, they put it in there for a reason. Right. Yeah. Because, like... him saying your mom won't let him get that too far that or let them let it get too far that's too key that's you who are you man who are you yeah i'll find out interesting and then and then then it goes right into sparky died right yeah she had poisonous bushes she's a a witch like she sparky she killed the dog and then yeah, she, the, the whole dog thing. She's testing did, Wanda. Did we really need it? Very depressing. She's she's testing Wanda. It was literally like, and then there's like, sometimes when people die, they don't come back, and that's just very. Well, no, like the, very tongue in cheek about. There's what a more that. important line that she says before that. She's like, you know, the boys are looking at each other, and when they look at each other, normally they age, but she they look at each other, and she goes, "No, we have to learn to grow normally." through tragedy kind of like wanda you have to like you have to learn how to live with things that make you sad you can't just rush by them a lot of tongue-in-cheek references in that scene to like what's really going on like dealing with death normally and also not bringing people back and that's kind of yeah she says and we can't reverse death very and 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 then the kids go so we shouldn't bring him back and then vision obviously walks right in right after they say that and he's like we shouldn't bring who back because he's like they're talking about me but obviously they're talking about about the dog and then you know we, we cut to just the the end, almost a, the beginning of the end of of this reality it seems like you know vision walks in and the theme song music is playing but vision's like what the hell is going on here like you I would, love that, dude. That yeah. big baller move by Wanda to try and just like end this argument by playing the credits, and she just like, yeah, that's what that was. I love that. I noticed it too because when the credits rolled, I was keeping track of how much time was left for like from the half point of the episode and onward. I was like, all right, there's ten minutes left. I know there's a lot of credits usually, but there's not going to be ten minutes. Yeah. So, would Billy? Would you say if you were looking at that when the credits rolled, is that when it are the show normally ends, and essentially everything after that was something that Wanda couldn't control? Because like let's say the credits rolled at like the usual like whatever, like maybe 20, 20, I, mean, I, I didn't I think it's a little more like 27, 28 minutes in, and then my thinking was maybe those credits rolling because that's when one normally ends things and that's really but this time Vision wasn't letting that happen, so everything she was, after normal, that, he was like what are we gonna do go to bed and wake up in our new decade clothes like, yeah, she, like, like what are we gonna do watch TV I love that and he, he he knows he finally confronted her, and then there was an intro, they obviously do like their whole floating thing. And I might be jumping in a bit, but the most interesting line from this before, obviously, the big reveal was you are mentions like she was like, I don't know how I got here or like what happened. either. So there's this like it goes back to, as you said, Steve, the 55 45. There's clearly something still at play here because she has a sense of confusion just as much, not as much. But while he's completely like, I don't know what happened before I got here. There's also a little sense of like, I don't know what happened to me. either. Right. So what happens is they vision lights up and he's pissed and he's like stop this madness he flies up wanda meets him in the air he floats down and he's literally you he doesn't he doesn't have tears but he's literally like i don't know who i am i don't know what i was before this i don't remember anything i'm scared they both lower then she lowers to the ground um 
she sits down. He asks, why aren't there any other kids in this place? And she's like, they're, they're there. And he's like, the playground is empty every morning. Like there's no one ever there. And then he was like, he was like, well, what are you doing? Like, what, how are you doing this? And she's like, what do you think I am in charge of everybody in Westview? And he's like, yes. And she's like, well, I don't know how this started. So that's where, you know, I think it's confirmed that yes, she is in control. She is not in total control. She has now lost control in a sense of her control. Like she has gone to the point of no return in terms of like, okay, let me just wipe this. Like I'm, I, I, I'm going to let these people go. Like she's so far in that whatever's keeping her there or whatever got her there, they succeeded because this is her, this is what she knows now. I would agree with that. I definitely think Agatha Harkness was playing in it. Just from what I've read, I mean, I didn't really know anything about her beforehand. It just seemed to make sense. So I think there's a little give and take there. And I mean, the Mephisto thing still seems very plausible to me. So it could be the three of them. Um, but definitely there's some give and take with what Wanda's in control of and what she isn't. The one, I mean, Billy, you mentioned Mephisto again. We've talked about it a lot, but the kids element lines up perfectly with Mephisto from the comics. His whole thing is he does a lot of things with the goal of, of taking children. So that would make sense. Um, I don't think there's anything that really stuck. I mean, that was obviously a big scene, just argument, but not much more episode, said. The next episode, there's going to be kids, probably. We know kids show up at some point. The Halloween episode. Yeah. Do you think like Wanda? Yeah, that is that is true. Are we just going to keep on guessing that the Halloween episode is the next episode? That's Billy's gonna, thing. You can't. I'm going to be that. right. Yeah. I'm going to be right at some point. What if, that was if a, I what say if like that, no? What if that I'm got not, cut? Like they only use that for the trailer and that actually got. No, cut. dude. They've been no, adding they, more. They info. hinted about the. They hinted about the the suits. They're not going to do what Fox did and not give us the suits. If I skip predicting that like the next episode is going to be the Halloween episode, it's going to be that episode. So I'm just going to have to say it every time. So. Or, so how bad do you want the Halloween episode? I don't even know. I mean, it's going to – something cool is going to happen in it. But honestly, I like so the not knowing – If you don't predict it for next week, I think it happens. I'm going to predict it, though. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. So in the midst of this fight – oh, I hit a terrible button. Um, I had I was following along with the, I think with the episode. One, I think there's only one thing left. Well, so we cut to – the sword headquarters we go out of the bubble um an alarm is ringing that's why that's so that's where this is that's where this is potentially more of a pandora's box than earlier an alarm is going off inside of sword headquarters um in wanda's world it's a doorbell um so that's what you know that's what's interesting i think is the parallel in this scene wanda opens the door you see black and silver hair i'm thinking oh this is aaron taylor johnson not the same thing i'm like okay she's you know maybe she went and and took his body maybe you know she knew where shield laid him to rest or maybe she went back to sokovia the 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 ruins of sokovia and and got his body and she's animating this and i'm like so now my thought is before they cut back i'm like we have two dead bodies and this is this is gross and then it cuts and it's evan peters quicksilver from the X-Men movies, I fall out of my chair. Like I, I'm on the ground that I was blown away as a, as a nerd, I was completely, completely blown away. 
by this. And, and, you know, they describe it as a recast, even though we know that's not the case. Um, obviously, they could pass it off as a recast. I, like in real life, I don't know. They've, they've done it plenty of times, um, you know, with Rhodey and even the Hulk, and they're going to do it with Cassie Lang. But this obviously, for me, is more of a nod to uh, El Multiverse. So, yes, the multiverse is yes. now wide open, which, I mean, the possibilities are endless now, which is fantastic. Uh, Not only is it open, he's one of the best X-Men characters from the new movies, oh. and it's not close. Like, like so, like, we're getting the good ones. Like, it's not like they brought in, you know, Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique, who's the, like, we got, we got the Quicksilver, who... I'd argue people, the that's part. the reason they, they watched X-Men Apocalypse, to see his slow motion scene. He was the best part. He's a good actor. Um, and for reference, what I found interesting, if I'm going to continue down my investigating these, like, the closed captioning, is in the closed caption it says, Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Appears. Yeah. So that's like, okay. Like it's I, I like, have the CC on right now, and that's how I'm reading the dialogue to you guys and it, and it says quicksilver from the x-men universe is at the door i mean great actor great character i love it and now it just makes you wonder like is now wanda drawing from like other universes and trying to get her reality back peter has been mentioned a couple times she we, the one thing we didn't touch on he was mentioned again when the twins asked if she had a brother um and he's far. She goes. He's very, very far away from here. I really thought and it was Aaron Taylor Johnson. So I thought it was Aaron Taylor Johnson, but technically, she answered the kids, and she was not lying. This guy was very, very far away. He was in a different universe. And I'm interested. Surprise, to see surprise. What they do. Very interested to. See so my multiverse are just kind of it's a thing. I'm very interested to see where they go. It's going my, to be the multiverse, right? I would assume. My slight prediction for how he showed up is with the synchronization of the doorbell and the alarm, he triggered something with his speed. The only that... thing I'm confused about, Steve, as I went back and watched it, because I just was clarifying, not that you're wrong, because there's a... The, the breach happened when Wanda left the bubble. There was no breach. That, I'm not talking about a breach. I didn't say breach. The alarm was going off. There's an alarm ringing when Darcy runs. She runs from where she was to the TV set, and the doorbell is ringing at the same time. So the doorbell rings and the alarm. So I, I, you know, this could have been a very, this could have been like an object emerging from space sort of alarm going off for sword. Like it didn't necessarily mention anything about the bubble. And I, I, I know what you're saying. It didn't mention a breach of the bubble. Just the alarm was going off. Um, I could play it, but I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to um, just cause it's sometimes it's fishy playing Disney stuff. Um an alarm is going off in the sword headquarters as Pietro is ringing the doorbell. I'm so, glad that it's the Evan Peters Quicksilver. I mean, he was very good. So I, I didn't, I was not thinking Aaron Taylor Johnson at all, honestly. I said, and I didn't really know what to think when I saw the silver hair. Cause I like, I was like, all right, are they trying to fool us or what are they doing here? Um, but like we, apparently he was confirmed to be in this show. Apparently. I didn't believe that shit. So, like, we should be surprised, but not surprised. Uh, it works out. I, 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 I love I, it. I love that they brought him back. I, I disagree. I Even when people were confirmed, you didn't know when 
or where. And I didn't believe the Evan Peters thing because I am, and this might break my theory and it's okay. I've been riding it for maybe a little too long that there were very big real world issues with the transfer of characters from Fox and please let me be wrong and let's start rolling these brothers in as soon as we can. But this, I literally fell out of my chair. This was a stunning surprise cameo that opens every door ever. Um, so, uh, and we, we got into it yesterday, but for the nerd community, this is absolutely without unequivocally a doubt, Luke Skywalker level cameo. No, in the, no, in the, no, in the, no, no, You're not in the nerd community. You don't have not a Luke Skywalker level cameo at all. In the real world community, the non super fans, the casuals, this is not anywhere near it, but in the real diehard fan nerd community this is unequivocally on parallel with luke skywalker and no, it's, it's not quicksilver is like the fifth most important x-men see this is this is where you're wrong you're looking at them and comparing them as characters rather than the doors that they open this cameo opens up so many more doors and has so much more importance than the rest of the universe than luke skywalker's cameo did in mandalorian and that's where you're wrong yes comparing the characters it's, it's not a luke skywalker even. level cameo that's just like you're right you're right bigger it's bigger no, it's, it's bigger. Not. It just opened the X Men into the Marvel universe. It's you're, you're not. It's, are you really not like recognizing what that represents? You knew that like, the X Men universe was going to be opened, like in this show. Yeah, like, that or, could like, have been in five or in the years. multiverse. You did not know it was going to be in this. Yes, show. you did. It's called no, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You knew no, they were coming either now or in the next year. So like, my question not, is that so. And then now answer me last night. Answer me if this. If this was the only cameo, if this was the only cameo in the show, like this is what they were referring to, I would have been okay. I would have been fine. I would have been pleased. No, that would have I, been such a blown out of proportion talking about a cameo. Not even close nonsense. to Luke Skywalker level cameo. Nonsense. Yeah, you are talking nonsense. Yeah. No. You don't first off, we're you saying You knew the X Men were gonna be in eventually. Like it's not a you, surprise. You, like it's consider, not Would you consider yourself a member of the nerd community, truly? Yeah. Then how did you, how are you not blown away that the fact that the Fox and Marvel or X Men because I knew just, it was coming. I knew no, you coming. didn't know that yes, they were I gonna. Did. You didn't know that they were gonna bring the them in. The latest it was possibly going to come is in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is no, I disagree. This is the first Phase Four project, and they already introduced one X Men character. Yeah, like, and I they've love had, it, but I, I'm not that surprised over it. I was more surprised by this than uh, Luke's cameo. And I was just going to say that because you knew for a fact in The Mandalorian there were probably around five options as to who was going to save the day. Maybe I'm being generous with five. And you knew when it was coming. And you knew it was in the last episode. You knew in the last episode someone was going to save the day because their backs were going to be against the wall. I don't think there was a shot in hell there was going to be an X-Men from the Fox properties show up halfway through the very first project of Marvel's Phase 4 in which they announced 20 projects over the course of the next five years. Damn straight, Steven. Damn straight, Steven. I think that's the argument. Now, there is a very good reason now why Kevin Feige said this is the perfect thing to open up Disney Plus because guess what? They knew what they had, all right? Like, it, it, it's not that surprising to me. Uh, what's surprising is that, like, they said they were going to recast everyone in the X-Men universe except for Ryan Reynolds. And obviously that's not true. So, 
that's what's surprising me. It's not surprising that an X Men came in because I knew we knew that was going to happen sooner or later. You didn't know Luke Skywalker was ever going to come back in any Star Wars thing ever. But you had a sense. You had a sense in the Mandalorian. And the fact that Luke Skywalker was top billing in the movies that he was barely in in the prequel or the sequel trilogy, in a way, that just shows you how much of a bigger. You're comparing the characters again, William. You're comparing yes. the characters. Why would I not do that when the X-Men were obviously so going to come in? First off, Billy, they've been talks. there's been many rumor talks that they would recast them. You had no idea who was coming back. I just told you that I'm surprised that it was not a recast. That's the surprising thing. It's not surprising that Billy, they actually brought in an X-Men. You're not. If you weren't expecting that, then you're just missing things. I don't think you're understanding. Luke Skywalker is levels above even Evan Peters' Quicksilver as a character. But comparing about what this can mean for the rest of the MCU in the, even the short term, yeah, I think it is the same level. See, the selective hearing again. We knew the X-Men was going to come in at the latest next year. We did. Where did you hear this? You're assuming all the multiverse of madness. Okay, but you don't know what's going to happen there, Billy. They could have just brought in the the old Spider-Man, and that could have been the end of that. Not what they were going to do. How do you know that? There's been, as Steve has mentioned, which is true. It's just common sense. There's legal. There's been legal troubles. For all we know, like the Fantastic Four, like that's an untitled project. I think you're blowing up the The legal troubles out of proportion. Introducing hasn't been a Marvel project. Introducing the X-Men could have been like half decade down the line. Billy, like they've ha- they've happen. had the Fox property since 2017. Like they yeah, what would ma- what made sense to put the stuff in the Fox property? I mean, let, they you had, had you had four movies. Was a Fox property. Yeah, but and Black Panther you could have in 2019. You, you could have introduced in Black Panther. You could have introduced Namor, any of the Fantastic Four, any of the X Men. Why that would they, they, they do that when that was the first because, like, Black Panther? Movie, all the focus should have been on him. Which Why would they do that in the first Disney Plus show? Like, I don't, I don't know. Because Wanda and Vision have already had ten years in the MCU, so we're familiar with them. Super, super characters that we've seen so much screen time and really know their backstories, huh? They're mm. getting their own show because we haven't seen enough of them. They don't. They don't have any standalone anything. They're servant. They're they're servant okay. characters. I don't know how you're comparing like the first real movie for a superhero besides when he showed up a little bit in Civil War to characters I'm saying, that showed up in like I'm saying ca- if, you owned, like if you technically owned the rights. It is big. So, I enjoyed it. I'm just, I mean, you guys shouldn't be surprised that like they're trying to put the X-Men in now. I'm surprised they, where it's going. If this happened epi- like the last episode of the season, you know, honestly, I think that makes it different. But the shock factor also matters for something when you're comparing like brief cameo not, or surprise appearances. Cameo, first of all. It's We're talking about this specific surprise appearance. It was it was a surprise appearance surprised. because this very well could have been the corpse of Aaron Taylor Johnson, but no, it's the X Men version of a property that they didn't own and didn't use any of the characters of in their first twenty two movies, and in the first project that they probably fully had the rights to, they bring no, in. They- Fully had the sword was a Fox property. They used that in Captain Marvel, and they, also, they said it in the end of uh, Spider Man. I have also. My point is, when you're comparing these surprise appearances, I was more – when you're saying, like, oh, you know where coming, I'm more surprised by Quicksilver appearing in episode five of the show than I was with Luke appearing in Mandalorian, uh, the final episode. You could episode. be more surprised. Season it does two. not mean that it's a Luke Skywalker-level cameo. When you're comparing what it op- – okay, so Luke's cameo is very cut and dry, right? He appears, takes Baby Yoda, 
We know where he's at. There's honestly not too many questions, and we probably know it won't be addressed because, like, why would they? When you're looking at where do we go from here, what characters are going to be introduced, it just opens up a much bigger knowing that some of these characters may not be recast. There's also so many more questions related to it. There's a lot more at stake here with this cameo. I don't think that's debatable than the Luke cameo. I mean, at stake? I wouldn't say... I wouldn't Absolutely refuse. at stake. There's I don't so think that's arguable. At stake is the right way to phrase it. I would say there's more possibilities. Yeah, exactly. That's what me and Steve have been saying. That does not mean it's not anywhere near a Luke Skywalker level cameo. You're I right. Just, it's more. No, it's not. Yes, it is. This is literally the X-Men universe being thrown in halfway through the very first series in which you're going to get 20 more series in the next four years. Like Luke Skywalker, he came, he saw, he conquered kaput. This is Quicksilver, the brother of a character who didn't exist in the X-Men universe and a character who you couldn't use the real name until 2015 in the Marvel universe, but they're, they've never crossed paths, but somehow they're brother and sister in one way or another and magneto's their dad and this is going to be magneto's his dad but her dad's the fucking mind stone doors of possibilities which we knew were basically open anyway we assumed that they were going to go that route we did not know for a fact we knew they're going to open up possibilities we don't know what those possibilities are we still don't know that's why saying, this has more substance than uh, nothing, Luke Skywalker. I, I choose to combine the value. Nothing besides the fact that we know that Evan Peters is now going to be Quicksilver. That's the only thing that changed. Well, it could. You don't. First off, one key disagreement here, and I think Steve is with me on this. You're also doing this based on thing that the latest they were going to appear was Multiverse of Madness, which was not confirmed. Not but, even really like, rumored. That's an assumption by your part, simply because yeah, of the title it's, it's of the movie. Using common sense. It's, it, but but there, there's so many properties that they could there be were, It would not be called doing. Multiverse of Madness. What if it's, Billy, what if it's Multiverse of Madness and it's dealing with the ramifications of Spider-Man 3? You don't know. If you have the script, that'd be sick. They wouldn't just use the Spideyverse, probably. They're gonna have Why wouldn't they, dude? They have, they, they, Why wouldn't they? There's going to be the Multiverse of Madness. There's 18 gazillion characters. You can't overload it. They very well, I mean, this changes it, but you could very well make a case that mutants... They when the uh, the blip came back, some people were imbued with powers, and that's how they introduced mutants. You have no idea what's gonna. Don't give me a knock. That's a that was a, a very fair and valid theory. That would have made. A I don't know. Sense. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not. Buy, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change mine. I think it's nowhere near close to a Luke Skywalker level. Because again, you're comparing at a very surface level the two characters, which I guess makes. Sense. I'm telling you, you guys are probably you're overthinking it in a way. Wait, we already knew it was going to happen in so many things. Like, or like the possibilities you knew that it was going to happen. I didn't think that Wanda's new brother would be Evan Peters from I mean, that was the original X Men movie. I was surprised that they didn't recast. And it was him. a possibility that Luke Skywalker could appear. I don't know what, like, what the yeah. Is. So one possibility is like a five, and the other one's a ten. I mean, it's it's a bigger deal. Out of what? Luke Skywalker. Versus, okay, bring Evan Peters back. But, like, you knew in some way it's not, so was here, going here, to, And here, here's where I think Quick Silver like was times. going to be there. Like, I get it. So, You're just comparing them as characters. Sure, obviously. So what? No, because you knew Quicksilver in some capacity was going to be involved in the future. You knew the so X-Men were going with to be involved bringing, in the future. So and, you said it. You said it as just bringing Evan Peters back. You're not bringing Evan Peters back. You're bringing the X-Men characters in. 
Like yes, it's not like it's not no no. What what would be bringing Evan Peters back is oh if they brought back Terrence Howard to play Colonel Rhodes. Like that's like you're bringing back a character that you recast. You are not bringing back Evan Peters. You, you knew were the X Men were going to be added. You knew they were going to be added. Not in the fifth episode when. of Wandavision. Dude. You didn't know when. Okay, so they came like a year earlier. Like you knew it was eventually gonna happen. Really, you don't know. This no, thing could no, have been no. five years. Hey, hold down on, the line. hold on, hold on. They didn't come a it year. It was never early. gonna be no. five years down yes, the line. Yes, very well. This really, is Fantastic Four might not be crazy. here for like five years. <laughs> they Why would they come, ever do that? That's just they, so stupid. No, they, they didn't come a year early. They came five episodes in. That's how you have to look at it. Like they didn't come two years early. You have no idea where they were coming from. They came five episodes in. That's no. when they came in. And I'm not fully surprised that they did that. This stuff takes years to plan. I think you're very much simplifying the process of the X-Men, like fully appearing and being integrated. I, I think you, I think I you are. Think so, I think so. you are underemphasizing the fact that. I don't think so at all. Then you have to have an X-Men movie for a while. X-Men. You're going to see them come in and be introduced beforehand. Yeah, you might see like a couple here and there popping in, but I thought it would be like there were. I thought it would be like developed over time in later big movies. You see them maybe sprinkled in. You 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 touch on it little like hints and cameos. But in, again, as C said, in the fifth episode of Wandavision, so like we're already here. That is the key. Listen, and that when is it's, why it's big. when you start off with Wandavision, you need something to spice it up. That's I mean, just... you're not starting off with the Iron Man movie like they did. You're starting off with the confirmed most powerful being in the Marvel universe. Okay, yeah, and out of all right, I don't think anyone really said yet. Yeah, Wanda and Vision are my two of my favorite. Like, I don't, I don't. No think one's they... more eager to watch you know, Wanda Vision over some of the people like a Captain America movie that we left or Thor: Love and Thunder, which we're going to be getting soon. I mean, I mean or a Spider-Man like, movie. It's like you're claiming that that like they need the X Men, and you weren't even like that. Like, it's, if they need something like, to so, boost. Like, if they need something to boost, it's one of it. I don't think they needed this to boost. It's been a pr- pretty dope show. The first cool. three episodes were not good. I mean, that's that's your opinion. But I it is that. my opinion. I like, think it was a clear consensus that people would have rather I mean, seen you gave the fourth the Falcon and the Winter Soldier earlier than WandaVision. You gave the fourth episode in 96, and I had no X-Men cameo. So I, I don't understand your point. Yes, because the fourth episode was fantastically done. And yes. like I've been saying before, this should have been a six-episode miniseries because it would have been way better. Disagree. I think I think they... Wanda Vision has been you very. Can throw the first three episodes in the trash bin. They weren't good. It set up the. Okay, first of all, you, that's completely disregarding the very good acting, the set pieces. There's more into it than just the action, the the plot that you it's, want. It's it's set up uh, the you show. Keep, you always say like, "I need the action." There wasn't action in the fourth episode. And look, I'm not saying that, but I don't know. I don't understand. Like you, you. you it was you're, extremely you're boring. I don't blame you. Like the third episode, like it was kind of lagging. But I'm also saying Elizabeth Olsen, Pat, Paul Bettany, like those performances elevate the first couple episodes. Yeah, they're when very there's good. no, when there's not an interesting nice plot, layer I don't give a shit about the performances when the plot's not interesting. I mean, I guess that's just. I mean, like, that's you like, you like, you like the movies little... that have a boring ass plot. And you're like, oh, great performance. But yeah, it's a bad movie. It doesn't change it. That's just not true. But there's movies. This is goes back to our age-old debate that if you have good enough performance, they can elevate the movie, and the plot doesn't even matter when you're rooted in those characters' performances. But and they were developing a world in which we had never, ever, ever seen before in the first three episodes. That's why they worlds that can be developed can be very boring to watch. But I just always get confused. As didn't you shit on me with Mandalorian? How like how integral like character development was? Character development is very different 
than a boring plot. Like you can have character development and a plot that's interesting. Wasn't the Mandalorian? Now, they, they had some boring ass plots in the Mandalorian. That they were, had one episode that was boring. They had multiple. They had they the had multiple monster versus Mando fights where I got in trouble right. for saying that they were not essential to the plot, and then they were. You said that they, that's essential in a TV series. The second episode of Very the Mandalorian was probably the only one that you could throw out. Dude, they had so many, if you go through, that were just a very... Mando goes into town with Baby, runs into problems, saves one, the Episode town, 1 and 3 for 8 were all essential to the Mandalorian plot. And, and I, you don't think that the first two episodes were essential to the one really, They could have done that in one episode. The first three could have been combined in one episode, easily. I feel like this easily. is going to be a debate where we go into circles here. I mean, it's, I mean, like, it could have been 30... 35 minutes instead of a 23 minute. It could be 30 minute one episode. There's so much fluff. But I feel Same like, thing, you, like how you, you said this about how TV you could works. You episode two to Mando. Like, but you've said it yourself countless times. This is how TV shows work. This is a TV yes, show. Yes, because you have character development within the plot that's actually interesting. Like the first yeah. three episodes of WandaVision the were plot, not interesting to me at all. So it was supposed to show that the first also, two episodes. This first two episodes, the reality is intact and it's perfect, and it's supposed to show this gradual decline of reality. You're supposed to see a gradual decline of reality. The plot in the first three episodes is is undefined because I don't think anyone knows what the plot is because we're just confused as to what we're doing in this reality. You can take out the bits and pieces of the first three episodes that were interesting and that had plot development, and you can see the fractions of their reality breaking down and combine it to a 30 to 35 one episode. Like I'd say the first two episodes of wandavision they were not the most exciting plot but you really got the underlying sense of tension was magnificent by they, the they build the up show. the fear factor of the show you, you get, you're, you're rooted in the characters and the questions that they left you with i was a big fan of what you talked about was it the best part of the season absolutely not but i don't think it's thrown in the trash material at all like it was solid episodes that that gained you little by little and left you questioning and then they blow it all open which i loved i love how they did that yeah it's set up for a good fourth episode but like i said before i mean there's so much stuff you can just get rid of in those first three like what 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 would you get rid of the majority of episode one and two really you could have literally had episode three in the beginning just be the beginning of your sitcom world and then like little fractions of it break down and it would have been the same effect Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. You so only needed one was, episode like what that. What was the point of the whole, the, the first episode of Mandalorian this season? You had Boba Fett's armor with Cobb Vance and then Mando okay, getting so other, so other, So just that. Okay, cool. So let's do that little yeah, stuff. Whole, and then... Yeah, that's, that's very, very important. That's way more integral. Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So just so that little snippet there. Yeah, pretty much that whole thing. Yeah. No, 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 not that whole thing. That that it has story. way more significance than what we've been seeing, and those and we saw those. So the whole Mrs. Hart dinner scene, which is honestly one of the better scenes I'd say of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's you could have thrown cool. thirty seconds. Yeah, it's thank not, you. You are making my point. I'm not making your point. I'm just saying you you're disregarding these things because you have this whole thing about boring plots, failing to recognize oh. the the character development that you yes. said. Yes. Thank you. I do have a point about boring plots. Because you don't. I'm just saying that's your no, thing. I do. 
You're right. You, I do have a point about boring not, plot but, because I, you're correct. I do not want a like plot. You to don't be like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for the same exact reason. Yes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a very, very overrated movie because for the last not, twenty I minutes mean, the plot was very boring. You are correct. You. It goes back to, and I think the first two to three episodes. I'm not surprised because I think just different movie pictures are more the fun. Is I feel like I'm personally more comfortable with growing with the characters and being rooted in character interaction. And if it's done well enough, like a lot of Tarantino films are, the plot is secondary to the following the characters and watching character interaction. I thought with the, again, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way, in the fact that the first three episodes, clearly the worst, right? Absolutely do not disagree with you on that part. But to the individuals who say that they're garbage and trash, I'm just going to disagree with on that one. So the idea in the first three episodes is to build this uncomfortable, this weird, this confusing world with little breaks of reality. We're not really sure what's going on. We don't really know who's in control. We have these characters who are, you know, we know who a few of them are. We, you know, we knew who Monica Rambeau was in the third episode. We didn't know how she got there. Um, You know, we knew that Wanda and Vision were starting this family. They were in this sitcom reality. But we didn't know anything because that's the point of the first three episodes to draw this confusion. And the first three episodes were highlighted by Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen's performances in this psycho world that was created in order to drum up confusion. That is the plot. The plot is confusion. We didn't know what was going on. We weren't on the outside yet. We didn't know sword's involvement. We got hints of sword. We got hints of people coming in through the bubble. We got the beekeeper. We got the hearts. We got all, all, all sorts of that stuff. We get to the fourth episode, reality breaks. That is the point of the first three episodes in which you are building up this confusing, this mysterious world. It's not pointless. It needs to stay, and there's nothing that should have been taken out. It's TV. You've said it yourself. It's TV. This is what you do in TV. You build, you build, you build, you build. I'm going to disagree because I don't think there were building blocks. I think you kind of stayed in a level road. You built the world. You You built the world in which we live in, which we had never, ever seen before. I mean, you guys can have, I mean, obviously you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. I'm just, I'm just going to disagree. I think it's interesting because I felt as though there were more building blocks. Like comparing that because I think that's where, I think the reason I keep coming back to Mando is because like we had, similar opinions but like and then we were flipped if that makes sense like billy i think i agreed with what you're saying but i took it with mando and here i don't mind it as much and you're clearly structuring a world in which has never been explored in the mcu so it's gonna it's gonna take time it's not like the mandalorian where you can just go oh we're on planet z and then we're on planet b like we're in a tv sitcom reality created by the most powerful character in the mcu and we have no idea how we got here we have no idea what's going on on the outside of this reality it's going to take time to build it up but they were they were they were manufacturing that confusion they were adding layers of what's possibly going on here you have to introduce the characters of the world um obviously the heart scene and and it goes back to what steve said and this is a personal opinion obviously as you said and all is and i obviously respect your opinion i to see where you're coming from it's not a, I will, while disagreeing, I do not hate on them. I'm sure others share, but like the magic show scene, like oh, that came out funny magic show scene. Like I thought that was like a generally like good TV. Like I enjoyed watching that. I thought it had some humorous moments. It was very interesting. 
It's also kind of cool going back to those first who've seen kind of the practical effects that they use in the modern day. So I, I again, not the, not the greatest of the season, but I'm going to disagree with saying that it's trash. And I think it's definitely more crucial than a, a lot of the Mandalorian episodes that we have. Like I, did not the the ma- I did not enjoy the magic show scene. I was not invested in that. Interesting. Like even those little things like the four of the children, four of the children, four of the children, like that all is probably going to come back. That was a nice touch. Yeah, I do think I, – I, I would be interested – really, I, I don't think it's because you couldn't like it. Like when this show finishes up or even like years down the line with Doctor Strange, like all Marvel shows, I wonder what little touches show up that you're like, oh, like – you know how like you would see with Marvel like back in Iron Man, like they like looked like this came back? I feel like there's going to be a lot of comebacks in uh, future Marvel I'm sure touches. there are because the way they plan things out, I mean everything kind of relates to the little details. So I'm, I'm sure that happened. I mean some – some things go back to some of the um, Marvel movies that are lower on my list as well. Yeah. So they it's they all play an important role. I'm just I just wasn't a fan of the first three. I mean, I think all the rest of the episodes are going to be really good. But they're not going to be the same thing as the first three. Yeah. So what was your so Billy? You gave last week's episode a 96. I did. The, this week's top it or is it close to it? Close to it. I'm going to give it a 92. Okay. Um, I think the fourth episode was, ex- I mean, both were extremely well done. I just think that the way everything happened was in the fourth episode. I mean, I really wouldn't change it. There were some instances in this episode um, where it's like, I didn't dislike them um, necessarily. I just didn't enjoy them as much. Like some things with the kids. I mean, I'm not really fully invested in the kids yet. Um, in the last fourth episode, I had a lot of Jimmy Woo. Which I like that I um, wasn't. I just wasn't expecting the direction they took in the fourth episode, and I think what they did and connected everything very well to speed everything up. They had the same questions that we did. Um, that's why I'm going to rank it a little bit uh, higher on my list than this. But 92. I mean, overall, fantastic episode. I remember I texted you guys, bang, right afterwards. It was a great episode. Um, and then the cam. I like the cameo. I remember. I don't think it's actually cameo is not the right word because I think it's going to continue to be. It's, it's surprise a surprise appearance. Surprise, surprise appearance. I liked it. Obviously, we disagree on the magnitude um, and with the Luke Skywalker level aspect of it. Uh, but I really did enjoy that, and I enjoyed where things are going to be going, like the direction we're heading. So overall, fantastic episode. But I do think it is a slight step down from episode four. Um, I'll go next. I gave it a ninety-three. I said at the very start, it's my highest grade episode, my favorite episode personally, because I loved the. Um, as I said, the concurrent within the bubble and outside the bubble, I like that because you're able to see what's going on in both as the bubble continues to crack. And uh, I think that's the bubble at its best uh, vision finding out the the twins are a nice little touch. Um, Agnes getting kind of like, what is going on here? This the, the growing sense of what is going on and Wanda losing control, I think, is working really well. So I'm going to give it a 93 because I think it's going to continue. I think there's going to be some better episodes, but this is by far and away my favorite. Because And then the re- reveal for me really topped it. Obviously, we had that whole disagreement. But regardless of our feeling, I think it was a great surprise appearance. And that put it over the edge for me. For me, it's also my highest grade. And I gave it a 90 um, for, for three reasons. One, uh, we, we understand more about Wanda and Agnes's role uh, in the whole series and Vision's role as well. Um, he's obviously not a willing participant. This is not fun for him. He is not enjoying this the way Wanda wants 
uh, him to enjoy it. Second thing is the aerospace engineer. I think that's our big, big ticket item uh, that, that we don't know about. Like that's our biggest question mark coming out of the episode. And then the third, the third reason is the introduction uh, of the X-Men, which was, you know, for me, mind blowing. And I was very, very happy that, and he's probably one of my favorite actors and performances from the, the, I guess the sequel X-Men movies. He's, I mean, his two, uh, Evan Peters two slow motion, you know, Quicksilver scenes are, are some of the best in all superhero movies for me. So usually we do our predictions for the rest of the show, but I'm going to give you your time to do the Halloween one. But if you guys want to share predictions, instead, I want to hear your guys answer. You want some theories I got? To, I, I'll hear theories, but I want to, before we go to those, I want to hear, was Evan Peters Quicksilver the cameo? And if not, who will it be? I know you kind of already touched on it, but I just want clear clarification uh, for you guys. You guys, we never talked on the show about who it will be. Well, we, I thought you talked on Reed Richards, right? No, I'm saying we had a very big discussion when it when we shared the article with one another about our our thoughts. Um, but I, I'll start. So I do not think that Evan Peters was the cameo. I think that was we. I think there's a consensus among us. This was an introduction. This was a surprise introduction of Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Um, my so my aerospace engineer is is Reed Richards. I didn't look into the Spanish translation, but I, I believe that um, I, I do believe that uh, Reed Richards. I, I will take my original when we literally when I, we first discussed it. I believe, um, and it's ironic that Quicksilver is introduced, but. If it's not Reed Richards and the aerospace engineer is nothing, I originally texted you guys. I think it will be Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier. So, I feel like Billy. If I just because I want something to connect, I feel like when we texted, I said it's either Doctor Strange and they're overblowing it, an X Men character. I said some, one other thing. You said Thanos, like Kevin Thanos. Smith. Um, I don't think it's Thanos, but like who knows? But I feel like. Especially now, Evan Peters, it, it feels like it's going towards a Wolverine, Deadpool, Magneto, Professor X, or with this addition of the aerospace engineer, is that it? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I'm going to agree with you. I think part of me wonders if they intentionally kind of leaked all this big cameo stuff the week before this episode. So people would think that Evan Peters was, and then there would be an intentionally bigger one that would truly surprise people yet again. I, it does seem a Part of me wonders was it intentional that like oh this is the week and this is it or I'm hoping that it's this is the week so people think it is and then it's not. I would agree with you, Aiden. I know. So when I saw that there was going to be a major cameo, I also thought that they barely could be blowing this out of proportion. Um, I thought I do think Doctor Strange is showing up. I don't think that would have been Luke Skywalker level. I'm like if they were counting this, yeah, they that could be blowing out of proportion, which I thought was a real possibility. Now, if there is a bigger one, to me, for Luke Skywalker possibility, it could be a handful of people. One, including Tony Stark, but I don't think it is. I was leaning more towards X-Men. I think Professor X is a real possibility. I don't know which version you would come, because you want Professor X in the future, obviously. Of the X-Men. I just think <laughs> Patrick Stewart, that doesn't scream future to me. It's it screams knowledge, like that he was all they were always sort of there. Um, but he was powerful enough to, to hide them. I know future be a big Patrick Stewart doesn't 
Patrick Stewart doesn't scream future in any way. It just screams for me. It screams power. It screams that the person who was able to hide them for this long or able to keep them away, if that's how they're introducing them, Patrick Stewart's uh, Professor X has, was demonstrated to have held a lot of power uh, in his appearances in the X-Men movies. So I th- so Steve kind of convinced me with Reed Richards because I didn't know he was an astrophysicist or aerophysicist. Well, so he... he- he can be any. like it could be Hank yeah. McCoy, Billy. Like they could just make yeah. It. So your Hank McCoy thing was was also really good because Hank McCoy is always a doctor, but he's a, not not necessarily he's specifically a doctor lad. of something. Yeah. So I mean, it could be Riri Williams for all we know, the Ironheart. My uh, thoughts. Were, Steve would not like that. I don't think it. Uh, uh, that honestly. Don't say that. Well don't say that. You don't like Ironheart. If, I don't want that yet. Okay, calm down. If it's really a Luke Skywalker level to me. And for, I think it would be either Professor X, don't know what actor would play him. Is it a new actor or are we bring McAvoy or Stewart back? I don't know. For me, there's no reason if they want to do young Professor X, there's no reason to not bring back McAvoy. He was terrific. Um, is it so Magneto? Are they bringing Fastbender in? I don't know. Is Deadpool finally coming in? That wouldn't be Tony Stark or wouldn't be Luke Skywalker level to me. But I thought he could possibly be you know, somewhat of an option. What would be a Luke Skywalker to me and what I'm kind of hoping happens, and I don't think it is because he went out in such a good way. Are you bringing back Hugh Jackman for Wolverine? Like, that would truly be Luke Skywalker to me. I mean, that would blow my mind because he has said that he has wanted to join. He could see himself up on the screen with the rest of the Avengers. And if that had happened beforehand, like before he decided to retire as the character of Wolverine, he would be all for that. But he did go out in probably the perfect way for him. So, and he's older, so I don't know if it really makes sense, but I mean, that would truly blow my mind. I'm just trying to think of a way where they could do like a true cameo or something along the lines or like a one movie where somehow in this world, a multiverse breaks the X-Men that we know come back and somehow it gets reset and they go back to their time. But like, new copies are left you know what i mean like they recap truly recast it but that somehow is due to the multiverse like i, I don't know if you guys know what i'm trying to say is like i know exactly what you're trying they to come say. over so you fixed. want so you want a cameo want in it. which no i'm saying or you are describing a cameo in which someone appears it is of immense level but that is it like well, for that for that like, cameo say, like introducing hugh jackman to the mcu would it be something like he comes over in the multiverse he has like a movie appearance but he doesn't stay like they reset the multiverse he goes back somehow yet somehow there's a wolverine now in the mcu like like, I don't know, like like tom hardy's like cast as the new wolverine but that's somehow due to you, you can't use tom hardy why he's venom or now if this this cameo could lead straight into the doctor strange multiverse of madness or even Spider-Man three, if you bring in Toby, yeah, oh, that was my that was my other Tob- one. Toby's not Spider-Man. Toby's not Luke Skywalker level. I would agree with that. Um, for me, but, it would be, but not for the world. If like you're that. talking Luke Skywalker level, it's got to be for the world. Like every everyone knows who Luke Skywalker like, is. Honest, I have a hot take. Like I know as an actor, but in reality, for the most people, is Patrick Stewart's Professor X really. Luke Skywalker level. I'd say Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is the true Luke Skywalker level appearance. Like that is 
same type of character, same type of like actor within that. Like that is the true one, I'd say. That would be, and that's what I was. I mean, that's that's what I was thinking when I heard Luke Skywalker level. But honestly, I mean, it's going to be hard to get to Luke Skywalker level and make it. On terms of the character, yes, I would agree with that. Everyone and their mother knows Luke Skywalker. When you're doing comic book characters, it's a little bit more of a gray area as to what is more world-renowned. So you guys got any uh, theories now? Steve, I know you got some. We're about to be hitting our second hour of the show. I'm hitting you with my theory that I'm combining from previous episodes, and it was furthered by more hints for me, and it was also furthered by the D23 Expo. I believe that in a minor, but also major, it'll be major in terms of the scale, but minor in terms of their appearances. I believe the Astro or the aerospace engineer is Reed Richards. And I believe the technological conglomerate behind the uh, bubble is Dr. Victor Von Doom. And I believe that this will be the hinting of the first big bad Um, in the MCU. They will not be able to handle it in this series by just throwing Dr. Strange at them um, because I do believe Dr. Strange appears in, in one way or another uh, to try and end this, you know, sort of catastrophe or they're not able to locate doom. But I believe that because of the announcement of the fantastic four, arguably your most recognizable property since the dawn of the Marvel comics. Um, I believe that Reed Richards and Victor Von doom either in namesake or a slight appearance will be introduced in this show. Mine's going to be a little simpler. I think we're getting the Halloween episode. Next episode. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, I have to keep saying it so I'm right one time. Um, but I mean, really, I mean, if, they, if they just cut it, I mean... You're, you're... I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. We never get the Halloween scene, yeah. even though it's going to happen. What if it's that like would... the lost episode yeah. and they just show it? for, what, seven? That would be pretty bad uh, if that happens. That would not be a good look for me. Uh, but... I honestly don't know what to think going forward. And no, I really like that because I want to be surprised and I don't want to have, like, I don't have expectations in a way because I, I just don't know what's going to go on. So without I don't having know. expectations, what... I'm going to be most likely pleased with the direction that I'm seeing us going. No, I, I, I'm not really even going to make a, a thing because I'm just kind of, I still think Mephisto and Ag- Agatha Harkness, as we talked about a lot, is involved. I do think the aerospace engineer might be the cameo, and I also think we may very well be getting more X-Men, but it's an interesting theory that I heard, and we'll probably want to wrap up soon, but I was just reading, it's very interesting, is some people are connecting um, Director Hayward or to Secret Invasion, and they were essentially saying that WandaVision kind of made some things clear, and it's, the reality is people were wondering how Secret Invasion is going to line up, which in the comics is the Skrulls infiltrated the Earth and basically impersonated heroes, but the blip kind of, I mean, the um, the snap kind of allowed this, these scrolls or whatever to truly invade because who knows who disappeared and not in the, the snap. So some people theorize that, which I thought was kind of interesting. I am very interested to see in the future. Obviously, we know this ties into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness and maybe even Spider-Man 3. But I am interested to see, like, the, like, the Marvel projects that have, like, are multiple years down the line like an early pre-production, I wonder if this show influences them at all. So I'm interested to see that or any teases to Armor Wars or Secret Invasion. So that that's a little nod that I'm kind of looking for. But um, Before we – are we done with the WandaVision? Because I think we should just mention the big victory we had the other day 
uh, as a team. Oh, yeah, we can. We sur- dodged a we bullet. We can. Yeah, we, we did dodge a bullet. I don't think we played poorly, though. I think it was just a very well-played game by both sides. We, I was informed that that was one of the longest games ever yes, played. It was. We, uh, it was. The duration. Billy, I believe, to clarify, for Christmas, you received a, essentially like a movie trivia game of sorts. I did. So I got the game Blockbuster, um, named after the old video rental store Blockbuster. One still around, still operating in Oregon. Oregon. But so I actually looked on the website and gentlemen, that's where they have interrupting for some breaks. No, don't. No, don't do it, dude. No. On air. Yes. (sighs) I already saw it. Carson Wentz expected to be traded in the coming days. I wouldn't want to talk about it. I want to talk about Blockbuster. Well, I feel like there's an important to share with my two Eagles friends. I looked at I got it. the update. Continue, Billy. Right. <laughs> Continue. Oh, um, okay. I don't know. Billy right. doesn't want to talk about Block. I don't want to talk about Blockbuster. All right, so we got this board game. It's Blockbuster. <laughs> These two teams, it's kind of like charades in a way, but there's three categories. You got, you draw, so first of all, there's a head-to-head round. If you win the head-to-head round by just rattling off different movies, last person standing wins. You pick these cards. You get six cards. You pick the best three for you. You have to get a card, um, and by getting a card, you either say one word, a quote, or you act it out. And once you gather up cards from eight different genres, you win the game. So us as a wrong theater, we played against our three friends for a wager we we wagered airtime in which we would basically sing their praises yes and they were on their game like i think we played very well like there wasn't anything that we did wrong and but they were like they were Except for steve flipping over the car yes. i was a first time player and i had some rookie moments i had yeah. dropped a few passes i missed a few blocking assignments wow. But other than that, I, I, I found my bearings relatively early. We were very close to losing, and I think that they made a grave mistake. I think that it was very, a very bad decision to trade for our fourth purple just instead of one of our other cards. Looking back on it, I thought it was a very suspect decision then. And looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that probably could have blown them the game. Yeah, I mean, first off, highly recommend it for a big movie fan. It's a great game, truly enjoyable. Um, we have a lot of fun with it. It it was one of those games where we played as expected. We were on our game. We were playing well, but they turned in the performance of a they, lifetime. They, they, they turned it on. So They turned it on. I think they can play a better game, honestly. I think that was oh. our one shot. Hell of yeah. battle. Uh, we're also, though, at the point for their team – and even our team too is we've played the game multiple times, multiple times since Billy got it. There's only so many movies that they had. We have to get the expansion pack because some of the stuff is just like you're beginning to catch on. Like you know what people like people just do the same like skits when they get a card and you just kind of know. So yeah. So no airtime devoted to their successes, airtime devoted to our victory. to our victory. Hell of a two-hour show, boys. That yeah, that, I tried to ruin it. It's a marathon uh, one. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that news. It was. I mean, I, I kind of thought it was going to happen. I need to go sit on it. Hashtag bring back the QB factory. Uh, oh, the show. The was, show. I thought you meant the actual comment. No, we'll talk about I that. I thought you meant the comment. After I stop recording, we shall discuss. 
That was such a stupid comment. What? All right. So, oh, how? No. Same with me. <laughs> so that will wrap up this week's uh, WandaVision recap. I do anticipate the show's length getting longer as the episodes get more juicy, as more things are being revealed. After all, this is Marvel. We're breaking down a movie budget level. Um, TV show and so we'll have a lot to discuss I mean this was a discussion marred on a 14 second appearance uh, from from Evan Peters we talked about it for about 45 minutes so that will do it for this week's episode so for Billy Bruno and Aiden LaCorey this has been your host Stephen O'Malley we will see you guys next time